right, welcome to Les Pod. I am your host, Amanda Costner, and we are recapping episode three of the Netflix series, First Kill. With me today is avid content consumer and board game queen, Nika. <laughs> also with us today is fellow board game queen and also my queen, my wife, Ro. Hey, <laughs> uh, Nika and Ro, how are you two liking this season so far? I know we've all we've all only watched up to episode three, but how do you find it so far? Um, cringy. Oh my god! I I went into the show really <laughs> wanting to like it, but every time these characters do something, I'm like, oh, please stop. Please, somebody, like, cancel this show. Don't let it go on. I disagree. I like, I, oh, I was, I was just going to say I disagree. I, I've been enjoying the show a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question, Nika. When you, do you ever watch, like, Lifetime or, like, CW shows or, like, Hallmark movies? So, occasionally. Uh, I know you, I loved my introduction, uh, you know, uh, content consumer so definitely when I was younger I consumed a lot of lifetime movies they were my guilty pleasure um and I I have consumed a lot of CW shows I would liken this show very much to the cheesy lifetime movies um but unfortunately I feel like the CW shows are better um and I think that's why I find it so cringy because um, for being a Netflix show, I I just expected more. See, I, I'm with Ro in that I, I think that it is in the vein of CW. That's what I think most people are coming to the conclusion of, that it's like, oh, shouldn't this be on the CW? Like, have did you mm -hmm. watch, like, when was the last time you saw a CW show? Because I am not seeing this higher quality CW content <laughs> out there. Well, Okay, so the last CW show I consumed was Superman and Lois Lane. To me, what makes this show worse is the music is is um is just like not great. I, I don't know how to describe hmm. it. I'm not a music connoisseur, but I don't know who created this soundtrack. Not not I'm a not big Carrie Underwood fan. Not a big fan of the. No, you know what? Um, Every time that comes out, her like bloodlust soundtrack, <laughs> my cat is like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, when you just started making that sound, Misa was grooming herself in the corner and her head just like popped up like, what, what was that? <laughs> Uh, Ro, um, what, what, how are you finding it since you said you were enjoying it? Well, like, what's you, what do you think of the music? Do you, do you agree? Disagree? Yeah. Where are you at? I, I don't mind the, I don't find the music as like revolting as, as, uh, as Mika. Um, yeah, I like it is a, is a, it is quite cheesy, but like I, I like that, and I, I think I generally speaking like shows that are like kind of cheesy and campy and things like that. So I feel like this show is like kind of leaning into that and like leaning into like the um vampire stereotypes and things and like and the music is a little bit cheesy but like I I just I I guess I just enjoy it and I um yeah it, it doesn't bother me that much and it's it's a there's like also a little bit of like teenage angst vibe and I guess I I like shows like that as well yeah, so the, the so. music definitely em emphasizes the teenage angst okay I think what we're figuring out is uh Nika's not the target audience for this show uh, <laughs> because uh, yeah this is camp but um I really enjoyed this episode because it filled in a lot of blanks uh that I had from episode one and two I feel like I'm finally understanding this world it's making everything more grounded which therefore raises the stakes of all the plot lines because I'm like getting it <laughs> mm -hmm. I would completely agree with that the first two yeah. episodes were frustrating to me I know that's the whole you know stick of a show um that they want to draw out the mystery but I was like mm -hmm. you need to give me something because I'm going into this world not understanding what a legacy vampire is not understanding yeah. the importance of this ceremony 
So I really like that we finally got those details built in uh, this episode. I also, I, I like took notes while watching this episode and they had like mentioned Oliver a few times and I was like, who the hell is Oliver? Like I even wrote that down. In yeah. my head, like, who is this mystery twin? What did he do? <laughs> well, we still don't know what he did, but like he finally showed up. I was yeah, they're like him. really dragging the Oliver thing out. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, have done they're really milking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's like... just jump in here. Um, first fight is the name of the episode. Um, it isn't really a big fight that we get, though. Uh, we get the Oliver and Eleanor fight, but we don't see much other fighting here. Um, Can I also say what I don't like about this show? The fights. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, hit it. That's what you're here for. Hit the us with your opinion. Choreography, like the fight choreography, is like very bad. This um, episode wasn't great. No, no. Like <laughs> I'm specifically thinking of the Oliver and what was what's what's Juliet's sister's Eleanor. name? Eleanor. Yeah, Oliver and Eleanor's fight where she like does a jump and like punches him in the face but like you can see it doesn't quite land and then she like gets on top of him and then like elbows him I'm like who's designing this fight scene like Netflix do better please (laughs) I feel you uh well we start the episode off let's go back a little bit we started off inside Lil Nas X's Montero music video I loved this though I didn't care I thought it was really cool looking Oh, is that is that what that scene was based on? No, no, I'm just no. Oh. It just looks similar okay. to the Montero video. Yeah, I, no. Okay, I see what you're saying. No, yeah. they're basing it on Adam and Eve and like magic. Yeah, the, that like dreamscape or se- dream mm-hmm. sequence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was like pretty. I thought it was like a kind of a hot sequence, you know, like um, and I couldn't tell if it was real or not. Like if it was just a dream or if like the vampire was like um somehow really in her dreams and or they're carrying a dream, a dream but or something it's pe- because of the vampire blood that's that or the vampire oh, bite yeah right 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 okay I'm a yeah little, i'm still a little confused on that so like the vampire bite ties them together it's, but in the it's last, like an inception right no, <laughs> it's no, like an I, inception yeah i got it's, that but <laughs> what i wanted clarification on and maybe you can give that to me the last episode where um Cal gets paralyzed um was that because she like got touched by the a legacy blood or yeah, yeah the blood like touched her skin okay yeah and now we learn it's also like vampire chlamydia because it makes you itch <laughs> or, yeah or I don't know uh yeah like um or maybe like um vampire like um what's that leaf that makes you itch um, oh poison ivy poison ivy poison ivy yeah maybe like that part poison ivy yeah. <laughs> um so we get back to the monster hunter <laughs> headquarters uh that's my dog shout out houston we yeah. get back to headquarters and they're just training and i was like am i crazy or did they make the end of episode two seem like they were about to rampage yeah, well, you just end every episode like a with a cliffhanger. So yeah. you know, it was like a, just like a false alarm, and they're they're still. But the they're episode still one cliffhanger cases. didn't. You know, they they w- took us to where we thought they were going to take us. Yeah, I think the episode two cliffhanger was just like we're gonna gather all our forces and we're gonna you know come out super strong, and then they came out just to train, and we didn't get the <laughs> exciting fight scene that we wanted because they have to but do we did get we did get yeah. cal fighting her ex-girlfriend and i thought that was amazing training ladies good job <laughs> <with that. laughs> yeah that fight scene i wasn't bothered by i thought they did a really good job oh. um huh. what? <laughs> nothing uh we get the dress rehearsal because of the big because of the fighting choreography it was the fighting only, choreography only great. that yeah right yeah. <laughs> nothing else 100 <laughs> percent. nothing else <laughs> it wasn't the two ladies fighting at all 
Um, so what did y'all think of the uh, dress try-on sesh with all the old-timey slash also modern-looking to me dresses? So yeah. I, I put a note in my phone. Ah, yes, obligatory, um, obligatory <laughs> um, fashion show. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I thought it was... Every- every yeah every teen show must have one they hit yeah. that check mark um <laughs> i thought it was i thought it was cute though i thought it was fun that they tried on outfits from different eras um and then we finally got introduced to the grandmother right yes she, what do y'all think of her i thought she was kind of interesting a little yeah, a little intimidating fabulous. Um, but I thought she was, um, they definitely set her up to be like, not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like elitist. Like we find out that Juliet's father is not a legacy vampire yeah. and her entire family has turned their nose up against that. Uh, and they kind of shun this part of yeah. the family. Margo's the black sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. And so- yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I love when she was like, yes, we have a, we're a matriarchal uh, yes, society. I love yeah. that too. Like, that was pretty badass, yeah. But she is kind of like a villain though. Yeah. Yeah. Could she yeah seems I, like... More villainy. Like, could she yeah. up the villainesque? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I felt like we were supposed to fear her, but she didn't do anything that was uh, um, like outright vin- villainy, as you put it. It was just more like, you know, the feeling that she gave us. So I, I'm hoping in later episodes, we really see why she's somebody to be like feared and somebody in such high power, aside from just being a family that like carries this, you know, blood through their veins, like the ancestry of Lilith or whatever um, they were going mm-hmm. after. She's um, also kind of a guilt. <laughs> I mean, okay. My so, wife. <laughs> skipping forward a little bit, when they were doing that one scene where they like lifted up the snake uh, during the ceremony and you could see like the definition in her arms, I was like, yes, I hope at that age I look that good. <laughs> uh, yeah, as my wife said, uh, yeah, I quite bangable no, absolute with all absolute absolute respect quite bangable <laughs> um okay ben and juliet fight fight uh her best friend he says mm, he yeah. hates her god i do not miss high school um okay so i thought that entire game that they've come up with super dumb <laughs> yeah <laughs> admit and forget and then you say what you're upset about and then you go yeah I or no you say something so he goes admit and forget your parents are having a party and I didn't get invited admit and then he forgives bitch like oh I don't know if I can swear but I'm gonna swear you could totally swear yes great um what really annoyed me was look she can't decide who gets invited to what party like why are you upset about something so unimportant like get over yourself i suspect they just wanted juliet and ben to have a fight yes and it seemed very forced there's so many other reasons you could have come up with to fight each other maybe you know she forgot something important you know um she was neglecting him like build up to it not just this like silly um unimportant teenage spat um I like I I think that's what they were I think that's what they were going for but not executed not hitting the the actual like cadence of teenage arguments you're not going to be mad at somebody because their parents are doing something and didn't invite you to it yeah, totally it true. was like a little bit forester. It was like a little bit of a stretch. I agree. Like, and as the know. most recent teenager in this uh, recap, <laughs> I have to give it to Nika on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as the youngest, yeah, <laughs> yeah, as the youngest, I 
I feel like I have say on how teenagers fight, even though it's been like 10 years since I've been a teenager. <laughs> um, okay, so the plot line of the monster fighting side of this episode is basically, is Cal ready to fight or not? I couldn't believe her ex betrayed her. I've never felt more both sides than watching that part of the episode. I, sorry. So, so I was annoyed that her mother wasn't super like pro her going out and fighting because um, we kind of have like this matriarchal vampire society and I feel like it would have been really cool of the show to go, yes, that's how our hunters are. So when her mother was getting upset that, you know, like she's not ready, you know, there was some mystery like incident when she was 15 and she's still super worried. Like, I get it. She's a mother, but I would have loved to see her go. Yeah. You know, my sons got their first kill when they were super young, like, Ju- or not Julia, uh, Cal is, is ready she's strong she found this legacy vampire family and the fact that she had that hesitation over the dinner scene was frustrating to me um but then also what I got a little annoyed about was it felt like instantly she turned around and she was like yeah yeah Cal is gonna go out and fight there is no build up to that there was no side conversation that we at least saw I think what they were trying to do is I think they were trying like you said to build the tension because like this really is it for for the monster hunters like it's all Cal whether Cal should go with them uh learning that Cal has had reservations and it's all just this for for their side and so um I you're right I hadn't noticed that it makes no sense that Talia just immediately is like okay great (laughs) um and I I think that's why they're just trying to show I, I you know I'm not sure why they couldn't give Talia and Cal's dad like you know something else I mean they did give them some cute moments I liked when Cal's dad um was like uh, you know or, or when Talia was like she's our daughter first and then Cal's like I don't like you know that high-pitched <laughs> thing <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute no yeah oh, I, definitely, oh sorry you go ahead well, I, I I also felt like there was a parallel between the two moms, like the two moms were um, kind of like at different points trying to protect their daughters in different ways. Um, like, you know, um, like w- with what you described with um, Kel's mom, um, you know, not wanting her to, to do the hunt. And then, um, and then you find out later that uh, Juliet's mom also kind of, it sounds like she, she knew that she hadn't had her first kill and Mm -hmm. she was and she was kind of aware of all like the pressures on her and she and in fact she could relate to it because of she had gone through a similar thing and so um yeah like I thought that was like I thought they were like drawing some parallels between the two moms but I agree like it was kind of weird when Kel's mom flipped um kind of suddenly or without that's a good point Ro about how they're both they're showing both moms are being protective over their their daughters yeah Yeah, I definitely didn't think about it that way and I uh, now that you point that out, I do love that they do did that. Um, I think maybe the episode just needed like a little bit longer to flesh out some scenes. More, uh, more than an hour. Well, it's like fifty minutes. I think <laughs> it's a fifty-minute episode, but like, let's maybe cut down on some of like the bloodlust, weird music. Like, let's cut back on the <laughs> scene and let's give a little more screen time to like. <laughs> am I getting booed? Am, no. am I getting booed off this podcast? <laughs> You're like, no, we want more Adam <laughs> scenes. Take off your clothes. <laughs> uh, okay, so we get introduced to the um to the air airhead lady that Eleanor has picked out to try to help Juliet be her first kill. And the only reason I'm bringing us up is because. I thought it was hilarious that at the end she's in the cage at the vampire snake meeting thing and she still is like, yeah, okay. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> can we just pay a little bit more to get a better actress? Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was the point. Right. She was supposed to be like a silly 
person who doesn't know you know like you're supposed to be like a silly human or whatever but that was the point i don't i don't think the show needs any more silliness to like break up any tension <laughs> because we haven't like brought up any like really fearful tension yet right like mm. that silly wave that she keeps on doing like no girl stop like <laughs> i think that's totally intentional on the producer or director's part because i know through, Can you through one and two we have smashly and then in three we have airhead cage girl who's smashly <laughs> how could you forget smashly row only the star of episode two the victim <laughs> The one that died. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. What What did you all think about the whole ritual ceremony? I thought it was so weird that like everyone kept leaving to have uh, meetings. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, can you pause this ceremony, please? I know. What was meeting? What was the grandma doing while they were all off doing their meetings? Was she What was she telling jokes to the crowd? just yeah like like, schmoozing you know no no she was continuing the ceremony and then like people would like go off to the (laughs) side and have like their little side meeting and then gotta get back it's it's almost time we're on (laughs) i guess that's what a wedding is like kind of yeah that's absolutely what your wedding was like there's just like a lot of side meetings going on and we're like guys stay focused Um, okay, I know they can apparently fra- uh, flashy green eyes people to make them forget, but wh- what do you think's going on in the minds of the servers The servers while they're hearing all this vampire talk? Like, did they hire a special <laughs> monster-aware catering service? <laughs> so, so yeah. they've, they've specifically said that, like, Juliet's sister's ability is very rare, right? So Oh, I didn't catch that. I, I believe they oh. said that in like episode one uh, when we first got introduced to this power or maybe it was episode two after like- well, But it's Eleanor died. who does it, right? No, it's not Eleanor who does. Is Eleanor yeah, the it, Sorry. Yeah, Eleanor yeah. flashy green eyes the, uh, the yeah. diver guy. Yeah, he, he does that to the diver guy and then also to the person in the morgue. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought they specifically said that like her power was unique uh oh. nobody else in the family has that type of power so i don't oh, think I don't know. These vampires can rely on that ability since it is so special um not everybody can do it maybe they told the waiters it was like um a like a role-playing game or something yeah, yeah. like an rpg <laughs> <laughs> like we're getting together and we're doing a live action role-playing game <laughs> exactly um, yeah, yeah don't, mind don't mind the snakes and the blood wine I yeah. also kind of like the idea that there's like specifically a service for like weird cults. So like whenever a cult <laughs> is having like a meeting, they call up a specific catering company. <laughs> They're like, hello, yeah. yes, we're going to do like seven blood sacrifices today. Can you please bring a cleaning crew? <laughs> They're like, yes, of course, no problem. Yeah, the comment, the co- combining like fantastical things with like mundane things, like you know the cleanup crew and stuff, is kind of a funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I actually, you know what, I would find way more interesting a show about a cleaning crew, that, like <laughs> a, a catering cleaning crew after uh, for vampires. Oh. Yeah, well, for Nika's vampires, waiting for the spinoff. Yeah, exactly. yeah, this is the spinoff that we all need. <laughs> okay, we finally meet oliver in this episode very intriguing i'm kind of pro oliver what do you what do you guys think i'm i i am pro oliver i just love the long hair i'm not oh, sure. yeah <laughs> loving loving no, the hair i was gonna say i hate the long hair oh, wow nika you hate everything you hate everything I feel you love. like you shouldn't have brought me on this podcast <laughs> no i love uh, it it's, it's good much. to have a contrarian I do think you might be the only person I bring on who hates the show. Not because I'm purposefully looking for people who like it either. Um, you know what? I, again, like I said, I went into the show really wanting to like it. And also, don't get me wrong, I'm gonna finish watching this show. <laughs> um, but a lot of their dis- the decisions the director made just upset me. And this long hair gave me like werewolf from twilight vibes uh like jacob with his long hair um 
but that's because you're too young. You you just don't know that like since like vampires done been having long hair since long before Twilight. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I do, but I don't like it. Like these are old vampires, right? These are born vampires. Why don't these born vampires who have not lived hundreds and hundreds of years have style? Like, give me a ponytail, like give me a man bone. Give me like some side <laughs> shavy thing, like whatever that's called. Like inject some style into it. He's just letting that hair like hang straight and free. Like style it a little bit, zhuzh it up. Oh God. I think the lesbian in me just could not disagree harder. No. Man buns? <laughs> I don't know why, but it's fine when it's a lesbian bun, but a man bun, eh. <laughs> It doesn't have to be a man bun, but like do something with it. Like just wash it at least. Like it, it uh, needed with- some it needed some flow. It it just it needed something. A little hair gel, a little pizzazz. Nika being such a hater on the <laughs> Oliver Long Everybody's Hair. Nobody's gonna come after me, please. Nobody's gonna no. This is what we're here for. This is You're making like, it oh, interesting. God, bro, we hate her. No, just this just disable great. the comments for this video. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Um, I did not see ponytail monster babysitter guy turning on Cal. Like uh, yeah, Cal was, was right to question who the bad guys are in this show. Yeah, yeah. Who like who was that guy? Just a friend or something? Like no, he's, uh, the guild sent him to to uh, to oh, to look yeah. over her. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was really sketchy. That was really sketchy. He gave me like very pedo vibes. Yeah, um, I'm creamy, glad yeah. she kicked him in the balls. He needed it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I love but that. Yeah, part. like, do, shouldn't this guild of hunters have people working for them that have like higher standards than this creepy douchebag? Like, I think that's the show made that choice on purpose because of oh. the statement Cal was saying earlier in the episode about how like, you know, maybe we're the monsters to them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I I definitely liked it. I just this guy was not like was Yeah, gross, gross. Oh, and yes. and even the mom earlier in the episode was questioning the authority of the guild like with um, you know, she was saying like, you know, they're sending us in, we're not ready and this and that. So like yeah, maybe they're like have trying to have us question the guild's, you know, intentions or like, yeah, they're, you know, whether they're doing the right things or yeah. I know. I'm a little excited for like later in the season when they flush out more of this the guild politics, because we kind of yeah. got a little bit of that this episode where they talked about how they're, I think they said they're knives or something like that. So I want to know more about what a promotion would look like. Yeah, um, who's calling the shots? I'm really hoping we get that from this season, um, but maybe that's just me. I really like the politics behind organizations. Um, no, I'm the same page. I, okay, I can't wait. Yeah. You no, know, I want to see how it all plays out too. Yeah, oh, we're we're kind of being introduced to like I don't know if like they're all badasses, but they're also like not even they don't even know why they're getting their orders. We like never see where they're coming yeah. from. Like who's in charge? Who's in? Who's yeah. in charge? Yeah. Who is the uh, corner we find, office? We find out the person who <laughs> who's got the corner. We find out the who person who's nice window view, please. <laughs> <laughs> who's the CEO here? So it, it turns out Eleanor, Juliet's sister, uh, is the one who snagged Cal because she's all stop embarrassing me and kill this first kill already. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Eleanor only cares about getting the power yeah she's like fuck my mom i'm next in line after her and i don't care about you know that the decisions you or my mom makes as long as you don't embarrass me because one day i'm gonna get all the respect and i kind of love it like i i don't like eleanor but i love that she has her vision um and that you respect you respect it. it You respect her. I respect her. I don't like her, but I respect her. (laughs) This was uh, my favorite part because when I was watching it with my wife, it is when she pointed out how hot Eleanor looked in this episode. Oh, yeah. In that Um, dress. That dress was was... stunning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm Cal, I'm like, "Ah, okay. (laughs) 
Eleanor, just uh, just right here, real quick. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, if I was Cal, I'd be like, hmm, which sister? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, maybe I, I won't kill get... that one. And <laughs> I don't want to get in too much trouble, but like, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> we get I, that. I don't think I don't think Rose gonna argue with you on that. Rose, like, yeah, maybe the three of us. Yeah, have a, like, hey, party. <laughs> like, we let's all put that. down our daggers and just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, whatever, whatever those weapons are. Yeah. Um, we get that. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm, a, or, like, sorry, I'm already, t- I'm already tied up, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of kinky. It was kind of kinky. <laughs> right? I, know, I, was, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, before you go on, I don't know if you, like, made a note of this, um, but I'm curious what everybody thinks Oliver did that was so bad. I, I did I make a note hear of that, yeah. everybody's theory Because yeah. we kind of oh. skipped over that part. Hmm. I think he is, like, um, I think maybe he's the opposite and he like has also hasn't done his first kill and it's like he's like um you know like he's he's um not bad but he's scared like, I think it's the, the, the dodo sweetheart dad guy why would that scare the dad like I think maybe because there was like some lies about him that spread or something like that or... I feel like if you're a DA you've <laughs> seen a lot more than a few lies <laughs> what is DA uh, he's a district attorney. Yeah, the dad is. Oh, oh, right, right, that's his job. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That was, I, 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 don't, I don't know why that was just my thought that he that he was like the opposite of what they were implying. But that's I don't know what, why that would make sense. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking. Like he found a way around getting his first kill. Maybe he just like feeds off of bunnies or you know. <laughs> Not bunnies. The bunnies. <laughs> He finds some cute fluffy kitties and like sucks their kitties. Oh my god. <laughs> See, I'm um I'm not I'm on the other side. I think we've had so many misdirects at this point that I think this is exactly what it they told us it was in the beginning. And he like did some kid killing, some like some serial killer psycho stuff. And like, you know, he was playing with squirrels. I think episode one they mentioned that, like, eh. That's uh <laughs> That's serial killer stuff. No, I also thought about that, but then, like, what made me question it is Juliet is, like, so good and uh, just loves people and life, and why would she trust her brother Oliver, who is a monster, if he truly was a monster? Yeah, they seem to have, like, a good relationship right yeah so to me things like i i think that like oliver must be a good guy and that's maybe why the family is scared because maybe they're afraid the rest of the world will find out about oliver yeah maybe it's like that um, yeah and maybe that's why oliver even came back because he knows juliet is such a good person and he wants to protect and save juliet did you guys get like, like um oh sorry no go ahead Oh, I was. Did you guys get like um? We don't talk about Bruno vibes when they were talking about Oliver. And- <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Me too. Oh, you would get that with anything, Rohan. <laughs> you listen to that song so much. <laughs> I know. So, uh, uh, we don't talk yeah. about Bruno. I that song was literally playing in my head while we were having this conversation about Oliver. So I'm so yeah, glad right? you said that out loud. <laughs> and and maybe that's why I think that Oliver is actually kind of good because that's how it is in that in the movie in Canto. Like, you know, Bruno's like the bad brother, but he's actually, you know, but it's all just um, you know, just misunderstanding and he's actually just, you know, trying to do good and was just yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. And it's interesting that both both families have like sort of um a brother with like a chip on their shoulders. Um yeah. you know, Apollo hasn't gone full, you know, you know, uh, not trusted by the family anymore, but he's like on his way there. I'm excited to kind of see hmm. Apollo's arc throughout the show because yeah. that like little hint in the last episode where um Eleanor and Apollo were kind of flirty flirty. 
um, I'm like, is Apollo gonna, you know, go completely dark and be Eleanor's side bitch or <laughs> like, I don't, maybe he's like, fuck the hunters. Um, I'm gonna hang out with Eleanor because she's hot or maybe he goes undercover and is recording himself after he starts realizing that she has this ability to wipe minds um and he's playing her i think that would be really Ooh, interesting if they did something that would be like interesting that. yeah so i i hope they do something with the oliver eleanor angle me too i think oliver will be like empathetic towards cal's predicament at some point like i think he'll be on her side maybe we'll so okay. that's i mean it's my we'll see. hypothesis. <laughs> uh, I loved the slow mo uh, shot of the monster hunters running into the property. I thought that was a pretty cool shot. <laughs> yeah, I just cool. love slow mo action running shots. I was always into that. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 I, as, as usual, the episode I thought ended up on like a, a fun cliffhanger. So. Yeah. And Juliet, or sorry, Cal again chooses to protect Juliet. I was like, oh, she doesn't want her yeah. girlfriend to get noised to death. I, speaking of noise to death, I kind of wish they would have. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say anything bad. No, say it. No, no, I, I really am. I just wish they would have, like, talked about this noise device a little bit more um, when they were mm. prepping, because I feel like we heard a lot about this weapon that was forged from uh, the only hunter that has killed a legacy, and randomly they bring Basically, Mordor. <laughs> yeah there's we some randomly uh, get these noise devices that we just didn't have like any sort of build up towards yeah they're they're definitely uh, doing a lot of like ah they'll get the point <laughs> yes yes they are and i you know i kind of get it but also i need to be fed a little bit like yeah like have uh some of those conversations to like build the lore around the hunter weaponry right i feel like that's yeah. what enriches the world a little bit more than just yeah. randomly having weapons thrown out there like you could use we that so much we we spent so much time training back at the headquarters they could have easily thrown <laughs> a line in oh and we got these noise machines they really fuck them up yeah because i want to know like how did they figure out that these noise machines were gonna fuck with vampires? Uh, what kind of went into um, figuring out what frequency, like who who developed that? I think that would have been really cool. Um, yeah, but maybe yeah, I'm I feel like, like really into like the history and the politics and the like the world building. And I feel yeah. like what frustrates me about this show is they kind of skip over that world building and. Uh, Dump, jump right into our weird uh, vampire bloodlust scenes. Yeah, I agree uh, with you, Nika. Like, um, like they have really good character development, I think, and like you are really invested in the characters. But then, you're, like, I feel like the, you're there's a lot of like you, some of the things about the world or like the um that they're that they've created are like a bit confusing at times and a bit like you know what what's going on, what is that? And so yeah, I feel like they could have like they could work on that a bit and like even 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 with. Um, even with like some of the stuff that they're intentionally leaving out to, to like build uh, suspense and things like that, but there's still parts that are confusing and you're you're it's a little it's hard to know what's going on or who to root for at times and yeah or to know to understand the context yeah. So. Um, regarding what you said, Nika, about you know like well both of you really enjoying the history, but I know you told me Nika that you are familiar with the author of the short story that this show is based off, VB Schwab. Did you uh, or you are right or am I crazy yes yes I've read one of her books and I feel like she is really good at world building um so that's why I was like a little shocked at why this show um wasn't uh like the world building wasn't as grand as her book was um but I haven't read the short story that this show was based off of. So I, after I'm done with this show, I kind of want to go and read it and um, see maybe if the short story is, is better at the world building aspect. Um, I but, imagine so. I mean, I don't know how short it is, but you know, yeah. there's just, 
it's so much easier uh, in like, you know, when you're looking at, uh, you know, books or whatever to to include those details. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, what 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 are your overall thoughts? I know, Nika, you have found this series to be cringe. Where do you rank the this episode three within the first three episodes? Um, I actually would rank this episode higher than the first two, mainly because we finally got some of those details filled in. Um, so I think that's what boosted it up for me. Um, so on a scale, are we doing scale one, one through ten? Are we, like sure? Let's one, one through ten. Fang to ten fangs. Like, <laughs> yes! how, many, how much fangs? How many fangs do you give this show? Um, I would definitely have ranked the first two episodes kind of on the lower side, but I would say like maybe six fangs. Okay, six fangs from Nika the Hater. That's pretty good. <laughs> I know, like Bro? I think the show has potential. Um, I just think that they have a, a lot more to they need to do. Okay, ooh, quick sighting of Miso across the yeah. screen there. <laughs> I saw the reflection of my watch and she was like, gotta go pounce <laughs> uh, listeners uh if you're listening uh on apple Podcasts or wherever you're you're listening this these episodes are also available on youtube so uh check that out for the uh, video version ro where would you rank episode three yeah i also think it's the best out of the three and um I, i'll probably give it a little higher rating like i probably i think maybe like the first couple of episodes were like six or seven and then maybe this one was the eight. I, I enjoyed it and I, it makes me want to keep on watching. It took a lot of restraint not to watch another episode. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that was hard. Actually, yeah, I watched the episode again for the second time today, right before we did this. And uh, there was like a half an hour between me finishing the episode and starting this. And I was like, oh man, I just really want to continue and figure out what's going to happen. Uh, what's going to happen between like Juliet and Cal. Um, no. more I think that's something that. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish. I was going to say more specifically, I really want to know if the hunters end up killing a couple of the legacies. Um, because of they course made, yeah. you do, Nika. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they made a huge deal about um, legacies being really difficult to kill. And so I want to know if it's possible for them. They're able to accomplish that. But then also I really like shows and books and just like media that has consequences where like characters actually die and you actually kind of fear for a character because it makes it more interesting so like what if the dad dies no what no he, he we're, we're is the most that. expendable i feel like he's the no. most expendable <laughs> but like if the dad dies then you know that would kind of create a lot more tension maybe the legacies would um well he the dad's not even a legacy so maybe they wouldn't give a shit but like what if oh you meant juliet's dad oh yeah i was losing yeah. my mind Oh, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. What if Juliet's dad dies? Yeah. Because then um, you have the legacies maybe going, oh, these hunters. Yeah, he can die. You know, yeah maybe <laughs> these hunters like um, actually are a threat. Maybe we need to band together and revolt against them. Also I- opens Margo up for a possible Talia hookup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> who's margo the margo is uh eleanor and juliet's mom oh yeah oh yeah and talia's cal's mom yeah yeah um okay. one thing that i i thought that that you said that was interesting nika is about how you always want to go on to the next episode this series has very much purposefully you know uh created these the 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 map of these shows so that like it's always some sort of a cliffhanger and like it's a good cliffhanger because we're all yeah. even Nika who you are cringing constantly you're like I, but I gotta finish it I was gotta finish the show look <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't um put too much value into that I consume too much media I binge watch too many shows <laughs> I spend way too much time doing this um I really need a life. <laughs> oh, because okay, you're, you're like the most social person yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> um, what yeah, any other so- thoughts uh, you guys have before we uh, we've been here doing this for a hot minute? Any we're gonna wrap it up? 
Any any thoughts on episode three or on the series? Yeah, can I read you one line that I wrote down? Yes, please. Our do. love is deeper than Edward and Bella's. If I were <laughs> a dummy, I would never do at your or I would never, I think I missed up. Eat your brain. I I would just need your heart, need your heart. Is that a Nika original line or? No, that's the intro song to, to uh, the show. Oh, those are the lyrics to that intro song. It's so funny, actually. Our love is okay. deeper than Edward and Bella's. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you caught that. I yeah, I had not like actually. What an Easter egg! So that's that's interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then I know we that is a bit cringy. <laughs> yes, and then I know we've already talked about it, but you know, like the very first Adam and Eve scene after she wakes up, there's like a little bit of sparkle, and I'm like, ah, yes, the throwback to the Edward and Bella in the intro song. Yeah. Um, I think they're trying too hard to differentiate themselves from the disaster that was Twilight. Yeah, you can't tell me you thought the Twilight movies were more were less cringe than First Kill. Um, I thought the acting was better in in the Twilight. What? I I love Kristen Stewart, and I thought she was terrible. No, she was terrible. But I don't think the acting in this is is great. Um, (laughs) Really. I think it's all pretty good. I was a little suspect okay, on yeah. Juliet in the first episode, but Juliet, I've even come around to Juliet. Yeah. Really, the slow. airhead girl was the worst, as you pointed out. And I think the director was back there going, just, just, it, higher, more, more. More waves, more waves. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of waves. <laughs> um, I, thought it was like a, I thought it was like fun, though. Like, I don't know. It didn't bother me that much that it was like overacted. Me neither. <laughs> no, you know what? It didn't bother me enough to stop definitely shows have been so bad that I've had to stop Um, but yeah comparatively uh I thought the acting in Twilight was better but not to say that that was fantastic acting you're right Kristen Stewart has gone off to do better acting so as uh Robert Patterson um that wasn't their like best work by by any means (laughs) I I think I think like one thing that makes the show different is like that movie was like trying to be so serious and like you know and it was like terrible that was kind of annoying but this show is like not trying to be as serious it's like there is like humor injected in it all over the place and so it's like it's a little bit more campy and things like that I so think it's that's like the point I was trying that's what to makes make the, at the beginning. acting more tolerable yeah exactly. yeah like like Nika and I'm so glad that you've said all of it because this has been so fun um you're you are kind of hating on them for something they're like purposefully doing which is your right it's your right <laughs> but yeah they're they're not going for you know you you mentioned you hope we see a lot of not a loss but like some deaths and I was like you know uh they're not going to game it's of not Thrones like a, Yeah, right. It's not, it's not going to be like a red wedding situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if they do have a red wedding situation and we're all just like... Yeah. What if What if episode three is the turning point? Episode four, they get more serious. They get less campy. Everybody in that uh, mm-hmm. cult scene is dead. <laughs> then you will be thrilled. I know. I'll be like, yes, consequences. The rest of the fan base will be in mourning, and they'll be like, I can't believe they did us, did this to us again already. We get the killing fa- Eve. The, the fan base will get their pitchforks, and they're going to come after me. They're going to be like, they're going to blame you. They're going to be like, yeah. you manifested it. Yeah. <laughs> um all right well i think that covers episode three uh thank you both for coming on and uh giving me your thoughts and opinions i really i really enjoyed this uh i i I gotta bring i gotta find uh search scour the world for another hater because i think you're the only one but uh, i enjoyed it yes this is like on netflix's top 10 which i'm like how it's popular it's I'm, doing I'm well. glad like uh I'm glad like a lesbian <laughs> vampire show is on Netflix's top ten. We I think we need I think we need like more of them. You so. know what? And- For all the hate that I've given the show, it's really refreshing to see uh like a lesbian couple um, yeah. on on Netflix's top ten. I feel like we have a lot of good gay representation or LGBT 
LGBTQ representation, but it's mostly like men, right? So we just had Heartstoppers, which was a fantastic show. It was, it was, if you haven't seen it, you have to. Um, we see that on Netflix's top 10. Love Victor uh, season three just came out. That one's also really popular. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it, in both shows, they had lesbian representation, but those fell into like the back plots, the side characters. So it's really nice seeing a lesbian couple that's uh, taking front and center stage in, yeah. in a teen show. Oh, couldn't agree more. This is great representation. We've got an interracial lesbian couple and we've got, you know, these really cool monster hunters in this like, you know, badass in cow, Calliope. And then, um, you know, uh, like the the best, you know, Ben and and he is gay and and like everything is is very um, progressive. And also I was talking about this with Aaron in, in the last recap I did. Um, it's not a thing. It's just it's very very queer and like moving on <laughs> yes yes yeah. uh, it, so they don't really make cool. a big deal about it which is what i love because i'm it gets really annoying we have a lot yeah. of coming out stories which you know they're cute i love them but it's always such a big deal and i know that's everybody like a lot of people's stories but i love seeing um a show where it isn't a big deal um, and we don't have to discuss it. It was just like, yeah, you know, we tried dating. We both realized that we were into the same sex and not each other. And we moved on and we're still really good friends. Yeah, I had, that was so quick. I literally forgot about that part until you mentioned it. You're yeah. right. They gave us like a snippet of a backstory and it wasn't a big deal. And I love it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, like the, the gayness is not the conflict in the show. It's the vampires versus hunters and, you know, the family dynamics and stuff like that. So it's fun. It's great. I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I love that. Like, and I, I don't imagine the way the show has been going. I don't imagine that's going to be an issue in, even later on, right? Where like the parents are going to be like, oh, but you can't love her because she's <laughs> a lady. No, they're going to be like, you can't love her because she wants to kill you. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, you two, for coming on. Uh, it has been a lot of fun. And uh, make sure, listeners, that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you are rating and uh, you're subscribing to wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, this is Les Pod, and I will be back to recap episode four with you.